I'm Andre. And I'm David. Welcome back <laughs> to Let's Go to the Movies, the podcast where we don't tell you what movie it is until, well, you turn it on, obviously. Jesus obviously. is absent this week, but the three of us should be back next week as we do a couple episode run of different rom-coms to prepare for the romantic season of Valentine's Day. Absolutely. Yeah, but in the meantime, today's episode, as it should be titled, if I remember to do it correctly, Divisive Sci-Fi. So Ooh. we picked a film that, as far as I'm aware, in the fandom that it's in, is very controversial for who likes it and who doesn't. I fall on the line of, I like it, but I have some qualms, I guess. I'm not too sure, because... yeah. It's and it's very particular. It's not at all like the originals, it's to some degree. There are some similarities, but it goes into its own completely different realm, which is what I think makes it a great prequel, actually, because that's what mm -hmm. it is. In case you didn't know, David, I did know. Oh, you I did know. I've okay. never, I've never seen the original movie. Okay, <laughs> cool. So we're we've been teasing you guys enough. Uh, this uh, so stupid. Why did I say that? We're um we're talking about the prequel to Alien, which is Prometheus, that came out mm -hmm. in 2012. The Ridley Scott, yeah, Ridley Scott also did this one. Yeah, yeah, the Ridley Scott like continuation of the world that was built in the 70s, which is insane. But before we go in, David, want to give us the synopsis? Sure, I'll give, well, it's my own synopsis, and it's barely a synopsis. It's just an excuse for me to make jokes. That's perfect. Um, so, you've heard of Alien, and now there's this movie, a prequel to the Alien franchise. Prometheus explores what it would be like if we needed an explanation on how iconic and spooky this extraterrestrial came to be so spooky and scary. Ridley Scott boldly asks the question, how dumb is the human race? And should we be ended by the gods that made us? To answer this question, we follow probably the most idiotic space crew known to mankind on their journey to breathe in, touch, and eat strange substances. The follow the journey of how one robot, my robot Michael Fassbender nearly kills the entire human race. But I was kind of okay with it. Let's Ooh, discuss. <laughs> interesting. I really like that. I mean, you, you definitely hit a lot of the points. Prometheus hit the nail on the coffin of dumb space explorers doing dumb shit again. Yeah. Um, clearly, the first thing they do is take off their helmets. Once yeah. again. Because not to spoil Alien, but an alien ends up on their ship because they take their helmets off. I th I'm pretty sure. I swear, I think that's... Yeah, that's what happens. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know, I, but it's not I like... I thought a, I could bring a unique perspective of not having seen... The alien movies. And exactly, yeah. Because these, these Prometheus should be able to stand out on its own. It should, and I strongly believe it does because the only hint we get at the Alien franchise itself is the final scene of the movie, which, if I'm not mistaken, might even be an end credit scene or it's just right before the credits. It's, I think it's right before the credits. Right before the credits, yeah, where we see not a xenomorph, um, which is the... Alien, the title Alien in Alien, um, it's not a xenomorph. It's, fuck, ah, okay, I'm gonna look it up. Alien in okay. Prometheus. It's a different species because it's shaped it, it differently. Weird. Oh, for sure, it's very particular in what a deacon is that what it's called? Wait a minute, this doesn't make sense because it's deacon. very. Oh, is that the fucking? Did they name it? <laughs> Did they just yeah, give it a deacon. name? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, they do say, the, according to Xenopedia, which is a very strange title for a website, it's they say it's a xenomorph, but I don't know how accurate that is because the one that we see in Prometheus is shaped quite differently from the one in Alien. I mean, granted, this one is probably adolescent, so the head shape is a lot more conical. Conical? 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 Cone shape? Sure. Coney. Coney. It's more Coney 2012. <laughs> and um, a lot more stumpy, I would say. It's like a lot shorter. But it's equally as terrifying to, to varying degrees. I mean, the xenomorph in yeah. the original Alien is full-sized. It's the mother. That's the one that we're supposed to be afraid of. 
So there is a lot more fear attributed towards that one. But the one you heard here first, folks, moms are scary. Moms are terrifying. Mom, if you're watching this episode, please don't give me notes again. I know I say like a lot. I'm really scared of you when you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the yeah, so the xenomorph that we see at the end of Prometheus, I think, is like the perfect tie in to the franchise because we don't. It could have gone without it as well, but it, it is like the good fan service of, okay, now it's properly in the same area and stuff. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, people were speculating that the planet that we see in Prometheus is the one that they go to in Alien. I could be completely oh. wrong about that, but I thought I remember years ago, back when Alien Covenant was coming out, um that Prometheus was set in the same planet as the first one because we do see, once again, I'm just basing off my memory of Alien from a couple of years ago was the last time I saw it. I'm pretty sure we do see remnants of spaceships or their ship is to go and find the survivors of the Prometheus. Oh, okay. Or something. I think I'm definitely wrong there, but I feel like there was some hint to another film in the franchise that made Prometheus make sense and fit. Because Alien Covenant, it's a completely different one where they're trying to inhabit a new planet with new humans who are, like, ready to breed. That's weird, but that's basically... Ready to breed. <laughs> that's a weird phrasing, but that's Submissive literally... Submissive and breedable. Not even kidding. Like, that's <laughs> kind of, like, the plot of it, because they're all in couples in Alien Covenant. And it's kind of, like, right. that's the dynamic for all the crew and stuff. It's, like, one of them always has a partner on the ship or something like that. But uh, that's... That's a different right. movie. We're not talking about Alien Covenant. We're talking about Prometheus right now. Talking yeah. about Prometheus. Prometheus. Um, Prometheus. I'm anti-Atheus. I don't know. <gasps> Damn. That's, good joke. That's brutal. That's really good. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do got to say, I think that, you know, I, I personally think if the alien thing wasn't in there, it could be, it, it, it could be on its own. You know what I mean? I oh, think yeah. that it would, it would 100% work. Um, I, overall, what did you think of the movie? Like, just, like, in general, what were your thoughts? I feel like there was a lot to take in. Like, there was so many things in it that opens up the premise of Prometheus to larger things that we just never get to see. I genuinely can't remember the plot of Alien Covenant that well, so it could be answered there, but I highly doubt it. Just the whole Mm. thing with, like, the Wayland Corporation... It felt like it was kind of pushed under the rug for a little bit to like focus on the sci-fi stuff, and then all of a sudden, Mister Wayland's there, and it's like we don't really get to see him as an antagonist enough because yeah, he's definitely the antagonist. Him and Charlize Theron and Michael Fassbender are all three kind of like the villains outside yeah. of like the gods or the engineers. I thought the reveal that, like, he was alive and stuff was pretty underwhelming. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that, like, Michael Fassbender <laughs> – I'm going to say Michael Fassbender because his character's name is David, and that could get real confusing. Yeah, I'm I was David. thinking about That's that. That's me. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael Fassbender was wearing, like, that VR headset talking to somebody at some point, and then we were mm-hmm. like, oh, who's he talking to, I guess? But, like, it just turned out that he was on the ship anyways. So it's, it was just, it was like, weirdly – put together for that aspect of the story at least sci-fi stuff fucking great like Ridley scott can always pull that off but it's the stuff that was more so the reasons for why they're there wasn't explained enough yeah the the sci-fi elements were dope the story that's where we have an issue (laughs) i mean putting together of the movie (laughs) just a little Um, bit yeah i think i think so i rated this on letterboxd and uh, I definitely was maybe a little harsh on it. I gave it two stars. Okay. Um, but that's just because, like, personally, I didn't, I didn't really love it. I thought that like a lot of the stuff was cool, and I liked the way some things were shot. But um, the characters are so very stupid. And again, maybe this is just the vibe of the Alien franchise. Maybe everybody's so dumb. Um, but I am taken out of it thinking these people are being paid so much money to be here. They're scientists. They're like professionals. 
but yet they're like, you want to know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go near this hostile creature, or I'm going to go near this random alien being that I've never encountered before and try to pet it, or I'm going to eat this goo. Not that that was actually consensual, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, there was uh, – oh, yeah, that part. I completely forgot about that. David just – sorry, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Just poisoned everybody <laughs> or tried yeah, to. Yeah, that was dope. That was my favorite part. It, that was insane. It, it was like those aspects of it. Whatever Michael Fassbender was doing, I, like, stood by it as, like, okay, this is an interesting take to have, like, basically an – like, this AI being, being the villain feels very HAL, HAL 3000 or HAL 1000, whatever okay, the fuck yeah, the yeah. villain is in 2001, which I haven't seen in completion, so oops. But I know that it's a <laughs> robot who's the villain. Really yeah. kind of was feeling like that. It's like – and we don't understand the morals because – Michael Fassbender has no morals in the movie. That's, like, the point. He's, like, a fucking robot, so just evil for the sake of it. Just kind of sick. Um, but, yeah, the whole thing with, um, I think it was Rafe Spall's character and Sean Harris, who were the two guys stuck in the temple. Yes, okay, yeah. They were so dumb for no yeah. reason. Like, they could have been, they could have been, like, kind of, like, the goofier guys on the crew. Yeah. But they were just not intelligent because they were just actively going towards those alien shits when 20 minutes before they were, like, terrified to step inside the temple. So it makes no sense why suddenly they would talk to those things. Talk yeah. to those things. But so that's And it's like, bizarre. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to, like, I don't know. It was so dumb. It was just like, guys, this is, you, this is a pl new planet. Like... Nobody has been here before. No human has been here before. And you're going to go, oh, I want to pet the little snake thing. Like, I don't know. I was just like, guys, yeah, let's get real. It's it's weird. It's that part I can, like, go without probably ever watching again in the movie. If I could cut out those scenes, except for just the parts when they get attacked, because that's, mm. like, the only part important to the rest of the plot, I'd be fine with it. Because, like, yeah. I they are too stupid to be there, <laughs> really. Like, one of them was like, I'm a geologist. It's like, cool. How are you a geologist when you, like, <laughs> are, are, like, this dumb? I like rocks. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. But kind of shifting away from, like, those dumb characters. I mean, and kind of going back to Peter Wayland. Did you know? I'm looking at the cast list right now. It's Guy Pierce. Yeah, I, look, I looked it up as well. I was like, this guy looks like he's a young person in old man makeup. Oh, I have for to sure. discover who this is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was like, oh, Guy Pierce as rich old man. I love it. That was – I didn't even know. I th I've seen it before, and I remember realizing that after I saw it the first time. Completely forgot. <laughs> I don't know if that yeah, says I, anything about the character, but <laughs> – He was pretty forgettable, and I don't know if that's like necessarily – guy's fault guy pierce pierce pierce? Yeah, pierce yeah i don't think it's his fault or anything i just think that it was like i don't know i think a lot of the characters are just so underwritten and bland like i don't know there, there's not much that you can just like pick them out and like have distinct things about them right yeah. like idris alba he's a captain and he's cool i guess but also and he his sleeps with Charlize theron that's his yeah. character that's yeah, it. exactly. And then there's, like, the two pilots that, like, fly the ship kamikaze-style with them. Oh, yeah, Benedict uh, Wong, yeah. which I, for some reason, did not recognize him at all. He wasn't, oh, really? He wasn't in um, wizard robes like he is in Doctor yeah. Strange, so I did not recognize who he was. He wasn't doing magic. I didn't get exactly, it Exactly, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, like, those two characters, I don't know their names. They were kind of useless, in my opinion. Um, like, I mean, it was a kind of a cool moment where it's like, we're going down with the ship, Captain. Um, but I think it would have had more emotional weight if I cared about any of these people. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did have, the other two pilots had, uh, some banter throughout the movie. Kind of, and, like, you can tell, like, how they were kind of had a buddy-buddy joking around together. So, yeah, I, I think, like, if they had at least one extra longer conversation between those two, then that final scene could have been more impactful. But also, I, yeah, who knows I, what could have been left on the cutting room floor. There could have been stuff that would have made them better. But it's just because they were so secondary. They were, like, almost tertiary characters that 
they probably just never were going to get that anyway. That's that's very true. I think that, like, because they had their little bet thing, to be honest, by the end of the movie. I forgot about the bet thing. I don't remember the parameters of what they were betting on and why it mattered. But, you know, that's that's cute. That's fun. I think that it doesn't show enough about their characters, and I think you're right that, like, maybe there's some stuff that did that, and then it didn't end up in the movie. Yeah, because it, um, it just doesn't feel right. Because, like, Ridley Scott, if Ridley Scott's the one who wrote it, which I'm not too sure about, but all other movies, not including the later Alien movies, but, like, Alien 1 and 2, Gladiator's a Ridley Scott movie. The characters in those are all great. Like, th- like they're all well-rounded for the most part. There's cliches, obviously, because, like, the original Alien was that slasher era of shit, so it was kind of all the regular things you would see. So, I don't know. I'd be surprised if Ridley Scott was the actual writer for this because, well, then again, I don't know how old Ridley Scott is now and how (laughs) capable he is of writing. I'm going to look up who wrote Prometheus, but um, I think that it's just very unfortunate because I actually really liked the premise of like going to find who created the human race. I think oh, that's yeah. so cool. So I don't know. I just think that it's very interesting to explore that. And I think that it's also really interesting to be like, oh, yeah, like they were here, but then they like were creating bio warfare and killed themselves with this weird technology or whatever. Yeah. Um, and because you guys share the same DNA, it's going to kill you, too. That whole aspect is insane, and that I will say, if anything, the whole comp, sorry, the whole premise of the engineers are the saving grace of the movie for me. Like whenever yeah. we see the engineers or the whole kind of idea that was given that they were going to come to Earth to kill us with yeah. these aliens, that is so 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 interesting because we get like this broader idea of like they hate what they created and now they want to get rid of it and then they this one remaining engineer kind of successfully does that with by killing all the people on this crew that is so so crazy and then being killed by their own weapon at the end being killed by the xenomorph spoilers i guess i don't like if you're listening to a podcast about movies fuck off if you don't like spoilers (laughs) um (laughs) But, like, just that whole arc of the engineer itself is so satisfying because we get to see, at the very beginning, all of them trying to leave. Like, that's, in my head, what I understand is, like, the opening shot is them leaving that planet the first time and then failing, I guess, because we see that one engineer kill themselves. I think what it was, I okay, I can't remember did they drink the thing that they made on purpose or was it just in there it looked like it was on purpose because i think they mixed it in with something or they had it was like all sealed they opened it up drank it and then just very interesting fell into the water i honestly don't know necessarily what that was because what i took it as was um they mentioned in the movie that they're not stupid enough to do biological warfare on their own planet so they came to this planet to do that and then to go to Earth or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I took it as like they were being dropped off and that was the ship and the ship's leaving or something. Um, but I, I, to be honest, maybe I'm stupid and I'm just not getting it. But that opening sequence was a little strange. It was strange. Just, but yeah, it, it, yeah, it felt like they were like, oh, shit, I guess we should like throw a scene in there about like showing them that this black goo kills people. Um, just make them drink it on a waterfall. It'll be dope. Yeah, and it did. And it really did. <laughs> yeah. They died. But, yeah, that that whole thing, I mean, outside of that one, sorry, I'm plugging in my computer. There you go. All right, we're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is, like, definitely the saving grace of the movie for me. Numi Rapace, Numi Ra- Rapace, Rapace? I don't know. The main actress <laughs> who plays Eliz- oh, Elizabeth okay. Shaw. Shaw. Um, she could have been also so so great in this movie but it was just there was just something lacking i think it was the fact that there was zero chemistry with like the guy that she was with sure yeah you know i i I agree and i also think that it's like i i don't know 
I think that they were trying to make her ha- carry some emotional weight, but it just fell flat. And with that, like, I think it was when uh, she was like, I can't have kids, basically, is what she said. What was supposed to be like, oh, this is so deep. It relates to the themes of creating life and taking away life in the movie. And like, oh, I really feel for her. But it was out of nowhere. And I don't know. It felt so forced and unconvincing. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It was so shoehorned in there just because they needed something. And um, I think that, I don't know, I, I just, it, th- there's that problem again where it's like all of these characters, they don't have things that I can grab onto and be like, oh, I care if this person dies, except for Michael Fassbender's character. I love Michael Fassbender's character because he hates human beings, and it's so awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I, I kind of disagree with your point earlier where you said, like, he's kind of evil for the sake of being evil because maybe he's, like, working for... Uh, Guy Pierce's character. You're right. I yeah. honestly I kind of talked out of my ass there. Oh, it's okay. Like I just <laughs> I honestly think that he was just like angry with the human race because they all like treat him like shit. And I think that his AI is good enough to know that he's being treated like shit. So he he's like, might as well kill him. Ooh, kill him. Like, I don't know. I just I think that that is so dope that he was just like, I hate you all. <laughs> Kaput. Yeah, that is a that is a great point. And I do yeah, I have to agree. That is definitely – it's weird that the one non-human is the one that we both relate to the most in terms yeah. of, like, the ones that we are, like, most attracted to for their story. That's, like, really funny to me. And I like, think a lot of it has to do with Michael Fassbender's performance as well. Oh, Like, I don't think that the crazy. writing would have carried on its own. I think that it, like – just the way he played the character was, like, added so much. And I also just love Michael Fassbender. He's great. He's so good. I – want to see more of stuff that he's in like i think he was in the movie shame that i heard was so so good that looks insane okay but um one thing that i was noticing and i tried to pay attention to it so often but it was kind of hard to keep track of but also just knowing michael fassbender's like ability as an actor and like what the role was i don't think he ever really breathed on camera or yeah, like very still or like in a way to like have us notice it and so like so i was like i was watching so many scenes when he was laying down or sitting in the cockpit of like the alien ship there was no movement he was just completely still and i was blown away i was like that is fucking commitment to that cuz yeah that's an that's like an aspect that i just happened to notice because i was thinking about the fact that he was an anima- like basically an animatronic and like how how is he pulling this off? And when I did, I f- was so freaked out because it was he did it so well, and I was Jesus Christ, crazy. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I thought I, I I'm glad that you pointed that out because I wouldn't have thought of that as just like he's super still and uh, very robotic and yeah. probably barely blinks too. Um, Honestly, I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think he was like the best part of the movie, major highlight. And um I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know at this the movie just didn't hit on on other levels for me. Yeah, I know. I was really thinking I was going to have a lot to say, but it's kind of just stumped me as a whole. Yeah. Like I I kind of thought that I remember it better than Sorry, my oh my, my, God. my cat had to get There's a out. ghost. Like there's a ghost. No, There's um, a ghost behind you, man. No, my roommate had to get my cat out of the out of my room, because um, <laughs> I can't reach the door with my headphones on. But uh, the um, fuck, what was I saying? Okay, never mind. Okay, we got it. The whole thing with uh, new uh, I'm not gonna try to say her name. Shaw's character, like yeah. she, like she was the part that I remember for some reason from the first one, first time I saw it, that. Oh, I loved the way that she performed. Like I thought that she, I thought her character was great. For some reason, I was th- I thought that's what I thought when I was going in to watch it a second time. So once I saw it the second time, I was uh, disappointed. I was like, I have less to say now than I did remembering having watched it six years ago. Right. So it's weird. Like the whole in my head, the whole C-section scene was so much scarier and so much bigger than it was in reality in the movie. Like my head, remembering it, 
from six years ago or something like that when I saw it. I thought that was like the most insane part of the movie. And my brain also thought it was at the very end. Like, oh, in, okay. It, in my head, it I, was, yeah. she was in that pod doing the surgery as the engineer was fighting another xenomorph. Which is so much cooler than what actually <laughs> happens. So Yeah, I, I agree. That adds some tension. I I do have to say, I actually quite enjoyed the C section scene. I thought that, that it was just like cool and it did make me uncomfortable oh, in the yeah, way it was supposed to. For sure. But just, yeah. My I, head had yeah. it placed with another scene at the same time. So when it didn't happen, I was like, Oh. Well, okay. yeah, and even taking that out. The aftermath of that scene was so underwhelming. The C section? That scene was, yeah, like the C, the, that scene was there to set up that the xenomorph is going to be born. It's a deacon or whatever. Yeah. But then afterwards, she's just stumbling around and then she just walks in on Guy Pierce's, Guy Pierce's character and is like, How'd you get here? And then he's like, I don't know, I'm old. And it's just like, Ah, you know, like, that's, actually that's my favorite line in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I'm old. I, that was that was like so well delivered. It was it was. I was gonna say great delivery. Um, I I'm surprised he didn't get a nomination for some sort of award for this movie because like it's really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then my favorite sh- like Charlize Theron line was like, "Jesus Christ, that's a xenomorph." Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That and was then, crazy. And then, that was crazy. And then when um, Michael Fassbender came in and said, "It's time to get these motherfucking." Xenomorphs off oh, my motherfucking, motherfucking ship. plane. Oh. Oh, ship. Yeah, sorry. Spaceship. Yeah. That was the line. Oh, Wait, no. Sorry. I think he said it's – I am I got to get these motherfucking Xenomorphs off my motherfucking Prometheus. That was it. That was the line. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. But, okay. I, I mentioned line. Charlize Theron's name. Like, to th- talk about a flat character. Holy shit. She Is that the had... captain – Meredith Vickers? Yeah. Is she the captain? I don't know what her role is. Well, was. maybe not the captain, but she's but like, like yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, how was that a good idea to, to like, have literally no care about the character, yeah. bad or otherwise? Like, I, even if she's a villain, I didn't give a single shit. The fact that she was Waylon's daughter, I could have guessed that. But also, I think I could have just remembered that. I don't really know. That was know. dog shit useless, if you ask me. Oh, Like, oh, for no, sure. daughter. Okay. And also, <laughs> how – that is – how the fuck – How does it do anything? Wayland is also, like, 140 years old. How the fuck is his daughter, like, in he her fucks, late 30s? Man. He fucks. Damn. Right. <laughs> Viagra no, works that yeah. well, I guess. Wait, what? Viagra works that well, I guess, even yeah. when you're like 110. In the future, they bumped that shit up. They made it That's good. true. I mean, it is 2090 or something like that that they set it in, so, yeah. you know, whatever. Who knows? All the characters could have been in their 80s. Yeah. That could have been I, uh, why Shaw couldn't have kids, because she was just too old. And we can't old. tell because everybody looks so young when they're so old. That's a good, yeah. That's, honestly, <laughs> let's go with that. Why not? I mean... Also, another point that's just kind of annoying, but this is really nitpicky. The fact that I love how okay, so first I love how at the beginning of the episode I said I kind of like the movie, <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I kind of am on the side of the group that likes it in the franchise. Whatever, I'm kind of shitting on it now. But well, the more the more you get into a movie, a lot of the time, the more you notice these little things, and then you're like, "Wait a second, maybe <laughs> yeah. I was wrong." I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But Shaw and Holloway, they go from discovering like the final piece of their puzzle to like prove that there's this like mapping of shit to three months later being on a spaceship ready to go, like. In what realm has any company yeah. or organization been able to organize shit that fast? It is a little weird and a little bit like maybe they just didn't think about that enough where they're like, oh, three months later, I put mean, it in the script. Let's get this draft done. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, also, it could just show how hastily it was put together, and that kind of leads into everybody's dumb. But that's, that's true. I think that I'm, giving too, I'm giving too much credit to, like, that yeah, little aspect. I, 
I agree because I think that if that was the case, maybe they could mention it in some dialogue where it's like, we're barely prepared. What are we going to do? We're running out of blank. Oh, no, our one guy, he's dead. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm out of power converters or something. Yeah, got to go to the like talking that. station. Exactly. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's kind of. Now that I've said it, I'm going to kind of start to argue that honestly, because we do see at the beginning, nobody on the crew knows what they're doing. What expedition yeah. would not a single person other than the two scientists know what's up? That's kind of weird. So that does make me think that yeah. that does kind of make me believe that Wayland Inter- Enterprises or whatever the fuck, they just put it all together in like a week. And did Which it. is crazy because it's, I don't know, that's so lazy. Like, writing-wise, just going like, how do we explain, like, what's happening to the audience? Like, why they're on this planet? Let's just have a rich, like, the rich guy that put it together tell them from a hologram and assume that nobody else on the spaceship knows. And then it's just fine. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's it's bizarre. It's weird because as much as that sets up how unprepared they could possibly be, most of the mistakes made are not due to their unpreparedness. It's due to their absolute stupidity yeah. of like yeah. a touchy touchy touch, you know. And then just having full faith in an AI, like person, person, an AI entity, which you don't know yeah. what side they're on. Come on. Yeah, and I think, you know, maybe they should have treated Michael Fassbender better. And maybe if they did, they wouldn't be dead. Who knows? I don't know. We could be talking to an engineer right now. Treat your Actually, Google Homes and your Alexas with respect because that's going to be – it's going to be you eating the black goo that kills the human race. Yep. Just saying. It's going to be either that or iRobot. One or the other. Take your pick. I've never seen iRobot. Fun fact. So good. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. It's been years since I've seen that too. Ugh. Anyway, I've heard it's very good. Oh, it's fun. It's the it's pretty goofy in some aspects though, but pretty good. Cool. Um. Um. Back to the bad movie. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> my God. My I'm I'm like this has never happened to me on an episode. I'm trying to think of shit, but I'm like yeah. grasping at straws. It all blends together. Yeah. The black goo makes people into zombies. That's fun. That is, like, the visual effects for that was sick. It looked great. I thought it was, like, weird for the movie. Yeah. But. I mean, why make story good when look okay? True. You know? Okay, my question is, and maybe I don't know enough about science and the hypotheticals of terraforming, as they were saying, terraforming. You know, in in they Quite made often. oxygen. You know, yeah, they were talking about terraforming often about making oxygen in certain areas. So my question is, if they're going to kill the human race, are they just angry at the human race and want to make it that freaking brutal and gross with this black goo, or could they not just somehow terraform it so it's like you're breathing in carbon monoxide? Because that was one, like that was the planet that they were on, like problem is they needed oxygen because there's a bunch of carbon monoxide or dioxide in the air i don't know i just was like black goo that's what you're doing i mean maybe they're just testing some biological warfare on us just for funsies i don't know who knows i mean they obviously mine but yeah that is that is a good point because clearly the engineers are just they weren't just using it as a test because clearly the engineers hate humans if that one left decided to just completely wipe out all the people who are in the temple. If it was just like a t- if it was just like a scientific experiment, I don't think the engineer would necessarily have killed everybody with no reason. That's true. You know, but um Yeah. So that yeah, that is bizarre now that you've mentioned it. And it's also equally bizarre why two very smart in quotes Characters, Vickers and Shaw, think that running forward away from a rolling object in the same direction that it's rolling is not as good as running sideways away from the roll. I hate that trope, I guess, is the best way to put it. Whenever that comes up in any movie where something is falling at you and you're like, I gotta 
I gotta run the length of this bitch instead of just going to the side. I'm like, all right, guys. To be fair, who knows? Maybe I would fuck up and do that shit in real life if, if a tower was falling on me. But like, from a movie perspective, I hate it. I hate it. Oh yeah. I mean, I think I could outrun it, so I don't think I have a problem. But yeah, for them, it's kind of stupid. Yeah, we are really fast. We've we are like probably. Like, just in my head, doing, like, a rundown, fastest people I know. Oh, and I'm maybe definitely. Even alive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I have friends who are in track. Or I have one friend who's, like, really, really good at track. And I just kind of watch, and I'm like, you're doing good, Cedric, you know? I'm glad I, yeah. could, I'm glad I could teach you my ways of being, like, really fast. You walked. So, he, so, could so he could run. Like my jog, but, my jog yeah. is his sprint. You know. Yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So wow. I, I wouldn't even break a sweat. But that's like a little too much. Like you know, like we're like peak performance of human ability. So I don't we, think we that. We truly uh, are. Yeah, I don't think we can really compare ourselves to uh, people who aren't on our planet with the same level of gravity. You know. So maybe they were True. just thinking they could do it, but mm. whatever. If Idris, if Idris Elba did it, though, he also would have died. Michael Fassbender would have made it, though. I'm just going yeah. through the cast list of who would have made it. Michael <laughs> Fassbender would have made it. Logan Marshall Green? He's a nerd. No. Guy Pierce <laughs> as Mr. Wayland would have made it. Goated. He would have made it. The, the Viagra would have kicked in, and he would have been... Go he would have had three legs. He would have had three legs. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a gross joke. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Guy Pierce was able to run away from the spaceship only on his third leg. <laughs> oh god, I'm so, so sorry I made that joke, everybody. But also, no, I'm not. That was a good joke. Grow up. I mean, yeah, you just gotta use... He would just have to use his quads and his pelvic floor muscles to... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so this sorry. Is, this is such a rare moment where you, like... This movie, apparently, there's just nothing. There's nothing to it to talk about. There's nothing interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and that stuck. And that in and of itself is a take to have on it. Yeah. Like, I was thinking that we were going to have, like, if it had been the three of us, I would have, I was thinking, oh, we're going to have, like, it will be divisive, you know? Because yeah. people might like it, people might hate it. But I'm, like, a huge fan of the original movie and the sequel, Aliens. The other two... A little bit more iffy and alien covenants kind of okay so i was kind of like oh i'm gonna enjoy this but now it's just it's weird i don't know what to think i yeah i'm i'm sitting here and i'm thinking why was this movie made and the only thing i can come up with is money honestly you know yeah as prequel, much as I, the prequel money as much as i hate to say it if okay if i if the Xenomorph was not at the end, and this wasn't made by Ridley Scott, so, so and because it, so then that it would mean that like it doesn't seem at all close to the Alien franchise because outside of that, the only similarities is kind of the face hugger looking thing, and the eggs. Yeah, but some that's, of the aliens. But that's really that could just be people lack creativity in designing aliens. Um, by itself, from my perspective. Better than when you compare to the franchise, but you do, but you don't know fair. that perspective. But like, I really recommend at least watching the first two. Um, yeah, Sigourney it, Weaver it makes is want to watch the original ones because those yeah. ones seem way better. Yeah, because it because it's good because what we lack in Prometheus, we get with the first two Alien movies in terms of we see we follow Sigourney Weaver's character through both. Through technically through the first four movies, but the first two are really the better of them all. And right. we get to see her growth from kind of like this shire nerd character to a fucking badass. Like she's so sick in the franchise. That's all I'll ever say about it until you see it. And okay. we could have gotten a new um, Ripley is the name of Sigourney Weaver's character. So we could have right. gotten a new Ripley with Shaw. But it just that's, didn't happen, and that's what I'm so yeah. disappointed with because, yeah, we see Shaw head to another planet technically, or it's like hinted at that she's moving to another planet. 
with David's head, but that's not enough. We don't get to see her fight it out because the engineer did it herself. She technically didn't grow stronger in any other way. Yeah. Other than, like, she tore something out of herself, that's kind of, like, she did kind of gain some type of, like, toughness through that because she had to get through that pain. But, like, she didn't – it's – I don't know I get what what you mean, though. Like, you're not convinced that she has grown – enough as a person in order to be like a badass or like yeah. something like that um i mean granted, yeah, like, like that I think this, the that c-section is a badass scene but it's like not agreed it's not ripley level badass which is just disappointing yeah i um i don't know i think that like personally i thought that at, by the end of the movie she was like more badass than she was before but also i i agree where it's like i don't know i'm not convinced that she could do much against fighting somebody you know what i mean or like uh, she, she hasn't shown that she has like the smarts to use what she has around her to yeah. defeat somebody like yeah. the c-section she's smart and she's a scientist but like i don't know it, they set it up at the at the beginning that it's a machine that can do whatever surgery you need it to do so the machine's kind of doing a lot of the work the only thing she had to do is like oh it's calibrated for men specifically which for is, some which reason. is its own weird aspect like right like how does that make any sense oddly regressive for 2092 (laughs) (laughs) i i'm just thinking of like if you have a machine that can do whatever surgery you want you need to have another machine for women (laughs) it just it's so weird that will be sold in pink and for double the price yeah oh true the pink tax that's probably why be there for the surgical machine calibrated for men just means it's not pink (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that's so true though holy shit <laughs> uh, but yeah I don't know I just I want to watch Alien Covenant because I know uh, Michael Fassbender's character returns in that one yeah returns in that one and then there's like some weird sensual stuff with him and him yeah that um, is yeah that, that that is a weird aspect that i couldn't remember if it was prop prometheus or alien covenant so i'm kind of glad it wasn't okay. prometheus because i didn't want to see that again necessarily because <laughs> it was a little bizarre um but oh yeah shaw's character is referenced in alien covenant because it is technically a direct sequel to it right um but then i guess both of them are prequels to the franchise to the, like the original franchise which is weird because, like, the first three Alien movies are their own set story, but then the fourth one is even further in the future than the first three. Like, the whole timeline is bizarre. I I think it just kind of shows how little they give a shit, you know? How little they care about the franchise when they're like, uh, what if it's cool if we just do this? That seems pretty cool. Yeah. It's new. Let's just fuck, let's fucking do it, man. And then, like, they just don't care. They don't think. It's like, if they, I wouldn't expect them to make a massive plan for a prequel series uh, way back when they made the first movies. However, if you're going to do it, I think it's important to make up a little bit of a plan. Like, what story do you want to tell? What things do you want to say? Like, how close do you want to be to the originals and if you want to be far away from them how realistic is it to have things that are specifically in those ones yeah i, I don't know I just the whole thing it, it's yeah it's just overall i mean I, i'm just gonna be repeating myself over and over again it's just overall disappointing just knowing how sick it is in the first two films like the whole premise of it and like going i going back to like the whole talking about a badass thing with shaw like, if Alien Covenant, Alien Covenant could have been the third in the series, and then, like, there could have been one in between that focuses on Shaw's character where we see her grow, because she would just wasn't given enough room to do anything. And I'm like, I don't mean to, like, pit her against Ripley or anything. It's just Ripley right. just was given the chance to become a fighter and to grow and become more resilient, where Shaw, it was condensed down... And you could, I could tell that they were trying to create another Shaw character, but no, another Ripley character, but it just didn't hit. Which, yeah, yeah. 
I I I um I agree because when I like I haven't seen the original Alien movies. I I do know somewhat about Ripley and how she's like a badass and really cool. And I've seen what she looks like in the movies, and I thought there was a lot of like they're trying to make some more imagery of like badass woman takes charge, which is sick with Shaw. Yeah. However, I don't. I agree. I don't think it like landed. I didn't feel like holy shit. That was really cool what she just did. Like I, I didn't think that throughout the movie, and I think that, um, I don't think I should necessarily have to with the main character. I think that the main character can be unique in its own way, but I think that that's what they were specifically trying to do was yeah. find a way to reboot a Ripley esque character for the new audience in a prequel. And one thing that I'll let you know to like look out for i could be remembering incorrectly but in the second alien movie we have like this hard shell of a character of ripley that has developed from the first alien and we get to see her deal with the sequel and then try to suddenly break that shell and become more rounded as a character and not just be a badass even though she is a fucking insanely sick character in the second movie we get to see her like open up more in the sequel more so than she was in the first which i just think is just phenomenal storytelling so what you're telling me is in the first movie she has a character arc and then in the second movie they gave her another character arc because <laughs> they know how to write for for once like i guess I don't, so like, in, in in layman's terms yeah you're right they, I, they did do that i didn't mean to like like be an asshole i just like <laughs> no 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 it's that, fine i wish that that's what these characters had is what i'm trying to say you know what i mean like i wish that like somebody went through some sort of change i wish that somebody realized something about themselves changed or ha- gained a new outlook on things and i i don't think we got that yeah yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, overall disappointing, but that's fine. And so now that we've said that, that the film is disappointing, I think it's time for us to do our bruised banana scores. We're about our bruised banana scores, 45 minutes as you all in, know. you know. This is our, like, second time doing it, so it will be mm-hmm. a recurring thing. We won't forget it. And as you all know, the more bruised the banana, the better it is for making banana bread. So that, is that means it's the higher score. That's what we do after every week. We each make our own loaves of banana bread using our scores. Yes, and I want a good loaf of banana bread. And if I get a bad one, I'm upset. Exactly. And I think I'm upset this week. I'm very upset this week. (laughs) You see, if you don't mind me beginning, I was projecting, I was projecting like an 85. Not amazing, but but pretty damn good. Yeah. I ate the banana. And I tasted a sixty-nine seventy. Well, okay, wow. So I'm that's like a fifteen percent jump down, and I was kind of pissed off about that. So just for the sake of a joke, I'm gonna put sixty-nine for me. That's beautiful. Um, and you know, I'm tempted to also say sixty-nine percent for the joke. So on our Instagram account, you can look at our Bruce Banana score, and it says sixty-nine percent. There you go. Um, realistically, I would put it at like a forty percent. Oh um, fuck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just cuz like that's what I kind of rated it at the at the beginning when I was talking about my letterbox score, I'd gave it basically 4 out of 10 stars. I'd give it I I I don't know, it's just like I think those the four stars I'm giving them is for like the look of everything, how it looks. Um however, I think that the story is lacking, the characters are lacking, and everything that is important is lacking. Yeah. But I think it deserves, you know, that 40% for the concept, the look of it, uh, and the ideas that they have had, I guess I should say. is like, they for thought sure. about it for a little bit, at least. Good job. <laughs> um, however, for the bit, yeah, 69% for sure. Okay, but official 40 or do you want official it to be 40. official 40? Okay, so official we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, see yeah, whichever one 40%. we put on our Instagram. We don't know. Um, so that makes the average, if we go with your 40, 54.5 for this movie, which is a pretty ripe banana. Pretty ripe. Um, so not the and best maybe banana Jesus bread. will want to throw in his score as well. He's, maybe he'll he's throw seen in the movie. Score. He has seen it. He just uh, It's his birthday today, actually. So he couldn't make it. So happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Oh, my God. I, I nearly forgot, too. That's why. Yeah. Happy birthday, uh, Jesus. Snapchat told me I, I, I met him before his birthday last year, so uh, don't worry about it. Oh, I didn't even. I you thought you were doing a bit. I'm not even joking. I thought that. 
thought you were doing a bit that it was his birthday. <laughs> oh, no, it's his actual birthday. Like, yeah. Happy it's birthday, a, Jesus. <laughs> happy birthday, Jesus. But, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I... <laughs> in general, I mean, I'm. this is just going to get better for me as we go on because I'm... I've just always looked at a movie, movies with, like, if I took anything from it, I'll give it a relatively high score. And as a fan of the franchise, the fan service, I took something from it. So that's why I have a relatively Fair. higher score than the average viewer of this movie. But as we go on, as we, like, properly do the Bruce Banana scores, I'll probably become more critical. Which, you know, Yeah, I I feel like... A lot of the time, my opinion on the movie changes after I give it the score. Like, for Don't yeah. Look Up, I probably... What did I give it? Like, a 60% last I gave time? it too high. I gave it, like, 74. Yeah, I would very much bum that down. I'd probably put it around, I don't know, anywhere from 30 to 50. Like, I would probably give it another 40 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like, I, I think I, I definitely... Like, I think I enjoyed Prometheus more than I did Don't Look Up now. So, I don't know. I agree. So Yeah. Our, it so doesn't mean our, it was a better movie, in my opinion, but... Exactly. Wow, I'm looking look at the Rotten Tomatoes score. Totally ripped us off, by the way. Rotten Tomatoes, Bruce Bananas, ripped Ugh, us off. Yeah, fucking um, assholes. It's at a 73% certified fresh. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. Okay, so I was off. Audience score? Wait. 68%. There you go. I'm in tune with the audience. I'm in tune <laughs> with the audience. Wait, it was rated R? Okay, actually, that makes sense. I don't know why I'm surprised. I, I think I'm just desensitized to rated R things. Um, either way, wow, you you basically nailed it. You basically nailed I it. I basically did. You score. know, that's like my whole goal. I didn't look at it earlier, and, and I, I swear I didn't look at it earlier. Oh, yeah. So my Bruce Banana score will officially be trying to guess the audience scores for Rotten Tomatoes. Right. I will not give my actual opinion. I am just going to be an <laughs> empty vessel of commentary. I'm going to be an empath towards the You're audience. You're going to feel what everybody else is feeling. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, I'm feeling so empathetic towards Shaw. I'm going to go give myself a C-section and remove an alien from my stomach. I'll be back. Can I help? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs>